The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. So it's, I don't hear any sound. It's on? It's on? Yeah. It's on? Maybe, okay. You guys can hear, huh? Okay. There's a, a certain level of volume when I hear myself just right, not too much, too little, that I know that I think it's on, but it's a little bit lower than I'm used to. But if it works for you, it's great. So I said uh, after lunch that there are two ways, that, two primary ways that right view is understood in the tradition. One is the uh, uh, understanding of karma or cause and effect or that your actions have consequences and that you can make a difference. What you do makes a difference. So part of the practice is to take some responsibility for that, of uh, both what you do and also what you don't do, for what you do and what you undo. And some people need to learn more about the second part, do less rather than more. But still, that's, uh, doing less is, is karma as well. It's still doing something, it's having something in mind. Uh, the second uh, form of right view is use, utilizing the perspective of the Four Noble Truths. So when you encounter something, to consider, uh, to kind of bring forth quickly the Four Noble Truths as a framework to understand what's happening. There's many, many things you can understand in the present moment. Uh, you know, probably an infinite number of ways and perspectives you can bring to any given time. And so some of the more common ones that people bring might not be the most helpful in the situation and then probably not, sometimes they're not so helpful for the idea of uh, um, uh, alleviating suffering. So, for example, if I go, I mean, if I'm at the traffic light and it turns red, and uh, the perspective I bring is, who are, the, who are the traffic engineers in Redwood City, and I need to talk to them? I mean, I could have those questions, but um, that's not going to really help me alleviate my suffering. I might think that if I can talk to them and they fix everything, then, uh, then I'll, I'll not suffer. But uh, that's a kind of, you know, that that's, takes a long time to get the traffic engineers to have their committees and their meetings and talk to the supervisors and, and, uh, and finally agree to, you know, my way of traffic lights. So um, that's one perspective. Well, the other perspective is I'm sitting there at the traffic light and I'm feeling lousy about, I'm, I'm, I'm angry at the light, I'm impatient to get somewhere. And another perspective would be um, perspective of my self-identity. My self-identity is really important, you know. I'm in the car alone, no one's seeing, no one really knows I'm there. But, you know, oh my God, I'm such a, you know, terrible person. I'm angry, it's a traffic light after all, it shouldn't count. So that's a perspective we bring. I bring the perspective of judging myself that way. So there's all these perspectives you can bring, and some of them are not useful and some are useful. And the perspective that you're encouraged to use if you're on the path, the Eightfold Path, is to use the perspective of, given the situation right now, how am I feeling? And is there any stress? Is there any unease? Is there any discomfort in the situation for me here? And if there is, let's look at it more carefully. So uh, rather than being um, uh, running away from suffering, uh, the task of the Four Noble Truths, the Eightfold Path, is in a certain kind of way to move towards it. Not, to, not because we're into trying to suffer better than everybody else, but rather to get to know it, to understand it, see what it is. And so I'm sitting there in my car at the traffic light and I'm feeling uncomfortable. 
And so, so I turn around and look at where's that discomfort? What's that like? I feel a tension in my shoulders and my hands. I feel my mind racing. And I feel how I'm, uh, re- I'm impatient because I'm really attached and getting someplace on time. And that getting on time is really important for me. If I look more carefully at why it's important to get someplace on time, I might see that maybe my uh, identity uh, and how I want other people to see me is tied up with getting there on time. I mean, if I could come to IMC late, um, you, know, you know, rushing in without a breath, these good people here wouldn't think that I'm a mindful, calm, relaxed teacher, the wise teacher that I'm supposed to be, right? And, um, and so that's really, my identity is really important. So what I'm really attached to is my identity, not really even getting here on time, but getting here on time is a way of preserving me. So there's layers and layers of things we're attached to. So by turning in and looking, what's really going on here? I can start learning, you know, what's, you know, seeing what's happening in a deeper way, and then I can start seeing what I can do about that. And one of the things I could, might be able to do is relax my shoulders and just kind of sit back and, the, the, you know, and not grip the steering wheel so hard. That's a relatively easy thing to do. I might be able to see that I have these thoughts about my self-identity, and, and uh, maybe I can't stop those thoughts, but maybe I can stop believing them. And that helps a lot. Just not believing them makes a big difference. And then, you know, feel sorry for the mind that has to make those thoughts. Uh, or maybe I can just let go of those thoughts entirely, and, you know, that's not useful to think about. And so there, so this is, so what I'm, that example is trying to show you that there's a certain way of looking at your experience that helps you work through them this way towards freedom, through, through happiness. And, but there's a lot of ways you can take that take you away from that, that actually make you more miserable. And so the Four Noble Truths are meant to be this perspective that's, that's portable, you can bring to all kinds of situations, that helps you understand your contribution, what you're doing, and where you can make the biggest difference in the situation. And so this is, a, a, uh, this, uh, is the, really the heart of the, Four Noble, of, of the right view. And uh, over and over again in the Buddhist teachings, uh, um, when, he, when he defines right view by one, in one way, he defines it by using the perspective of the Four Noble Truths. So, um, uh, so the Four Noble Truths might sound like kind of simple, simplistic, and they are simplistic, as I said this morning. There's something all of us already do, it's just formulating in a particular way. But it's the application of it, the thorough application of it, which uh, uh, makes all the difference. And it's, it's, it's tremendous potential in using these frameworks. And as we get better and better in using them, um, they can penetrate deeper and deeper into our, into our lives. As they begin helping us relax and settle and calm down, then um, have more ease, um, they opened up uh, new vistas, new doors into see- seeing even deeper in places of clinging and attachment that are hard to see if you're agitated. So they're very powerful to use. Um, so with that, as an introduction, let's do a little sitting, a little guided sitting. Sitting up, sitting upright, <clears throat> and if it's meaningful for you, helpful. If it's helpful for you, the idea of the noble eightfold path. Can you sit with some nobility? 
you sit upright as if you have digni- dignity and value. And gently closing your eyes. And taking a few long, slow, deep breaths to help you connect to your body. And as you exhale, helping you to relax, soften. And then letting your breath return to normal. And then seeing as you check in with yourself, is there any unease? Is there any stress or tension or pressure? any discomfort that you're feeling in any kind of way, physically, psychologically. And if you do have any, turn your attention to it in a very relaxed, open-handed way, open-minded way, and just feel it as if it's okay for it to be there. with whatever confidence you have in the path, with that confidence, bring your attention to where you feel some dis-ease, some discomfort, however mild it might be. As you spend time with your discomfort, (coughs) you might notice or you might consider if there's anything that you've been doing today that contributes to your discomfort, any kind of attachment or holding or psychological pressure? Is there anything you're attached to, wanting really strongly or not wanting really strongly? That would be useful to let go of.
is there anything that's happening now? Anything that's any holding, clinging or wanting or not wanting that you could relatively easily let go of? Let go of wanting anything to be different than the way it is? Let go of judgments of what is? Letting go of your thoughts. And then see if you can let your attention settle into your breathing. And for a few minutes here, hang out with your breath. Be intimate with breathing. Let your breathing keep you company, one breath at a time.
And then as you're sitting here quietly, I'm going to ask you a series of questions. And when you first hear the question, you might see if there's an answer that bubbles up from inside before you start thinking about it. Maybe bubbles up from your, your belly even. And then after a few seconds of letting something bubble up, then you might contemplate the question, think about it a little bit. And then we'll move on to the next question. So the first question is, in times when you have no wisdom available, maybe you're tired or hungry or stressed out, whatever reason, there's, you have none of your wisdom faculty is functioning whatsoever. So in times when you have no wisdom, what tends to be your response to suffering? How do you react to suffering when you have no wise understanding of what's happening? And then the second question is, when you have wisdom, when you have your wisdom, if wise, your wisdom faculty is operating, your best understanding is available, you're relatively balanced or centered. And so when you have wisdom available, how do you tend to respond to suffering then?
What are some of the wise ways you have of responding to suffering? And then the third question is to listen to the question, see what bubbles up, and then reflect on it. So the third question is, what are you attached to? What do you cling to in your life? What is it you want really badly? And then the next question again see just what pops into your mind when you first hear the question. Be open to the question, be receptive to it. Allow there to be an answer that bubbles up and then after that then perhaps reflect on it. What can you let go of?
What can you let go of? And then the final question. From our engagement exploration of the Eightfold Path today, how would you like the Eightfold Path be more part of your life. How can the Eightfold Path be useful for you? This is our first beginning of this year on the Eightfold Path. And the Eightfold Path begins with the Four Noble Truths. The Four Noble Truths, in a way, um, shows us where the road is, where the path is. And, um, and uh, if we keep coming back to this framework of the Four Noble Truths, not only will we see where the path is, but we'll also learn how to protect ourselves because 
will tune into not only where our suffering is, but also will notice how we're practicing in such a way that we're suffering. And not a few people who do Buddhist practice suffer because of their practice. And now they try too hard, they judging themselves, they have expectations they're attached to, and many things. And so you keep coming back and saying, where am I uncomfortable? Where am I stressed? Where am I, where's the pressure? Where's the tension here? Uh, in the mind, in the heart, in the body. And that becomes a great protection for you uh, because it helps you to get correct for what you're doing. It might be a little bit off. But the path opens. The next uh, step of the Eightfold Path is usually translated as right intention. And, um, and this is the approach, the way of thinking, the way of intending the, uh, as you walk the path. Uh, the, um, uh, any endeavor that you in, uh, undertake, especially ones that are worthwhile, um, you know, it's, it's, it uh, is useful to think, what's the right attitude to have as I walk this path? And uh, do, I need to fi- do I need to adjust my attitude a little bit? And how to adjust your attitude or bring up an attitude or way of thinking that's sincere, that uh, really works for you as opposed to just, you know, lobbing something on top that's not really who you are. So the next time we'll explore this, the whole topic of right intention, right attitude, right thinking. And um, there is this, this uh, handout here, two, two sheets, the same handout, four pages that uh, includes uh, a week, next four weeks, for every week, a reflection that you can use. And the idea of the reflection is to kind of live with the reflection, think about it, reread it many times, uh, find a total stranger you can share it with, um, your neighbor, anybody who's willing to talk with you, and uh, explore it and kind of make it more part of your life for the week. Um, and, um, you know, uh, when people do meditation practice, um, you know, you, you know, if you're, you know, you what say you're watching your breath in meditation. Most people don't say like, "Well, I've watched three or four of them now. I've done it." You know, <laughs> you know the value comes from coming back, doing it over and over and over again. So some of these questions also, um, uh, you'll get a lot more out of them if you don't just treat them as like I, re- I read them once and that's it. I got everything that's in there. Um, but actually, the, uh, the more often you come back to them and repeat them, you, they might spark new perspectives, new understandings. And so they're there for you to use if you'd like. But spend this month um, going a little more deeper into this topic. Um, and this book, The Eight Mindful Steps of Happiness by Gunaratana is nice. And The Noble Eightfold Path by Bhikkhu uh, Bodhi is nice to read. And then if you're interested in this mentoring program that we're setting up here, where you have a chance may either to meet with someone on a monthly basis to talk about one-on-one the Eightfold Path with a senior, well-seasoned practitioner. Or if you would like to, or perhaps it ends up being, in a, if, it, if it logistically can work out, uh, uh, kind of a group to, um, that, uh, you know, together with those teachers. Um, you can sign up for that by filling out the application that's on our, on our website. There's an application that's... Um, and I think of this uh, application as the beginning of the reflection of the whole process of mentoring that's going to happen. And um, so you fill it out, and I think you can email it. There's an email address there, right? You can send it to, and uh, Shin Kwan picks it up. And, um, and then she admit, she's managing this mentoring program for us, administering it. So. And um, 
And also, if you, if you don't get the handout, if you lose yours, or you give it to the stranger, um, the, um, uh, it's, it'll be posted on the website together with the talks when they get when they're recorded. So, thank you very much. Oh, one more thing. So, uh, especially those people who haven't been here before, um, you know, we're, IMC is all run by volunteers, which means the wonderful thing about that is it means that the people who practice here are the people who take care of the practice place. And so days like today, uh, we usually ask for about seven, eight people to stay behind afterwards, about 10 minutes or so to do the basic tidying up, vacuuming this floor, cleaning the bathrooms, cleaning the kitchen, sweeping the floor out there. And do we have seven or eight people who could stay for that and help for a little while? So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, great. And uh, who's, are you managing now? Are you managing, great. Thank you. So, so Mar- Marcy can uh, help. If you need, need to know where to go or so you don't all end up cleaning the same bathroom, Mar- Marcy can help out. Great. Thank you. Thank you all very much.